Get ready for this info-packed broadcast where I break down the corrupt financial system of the United States and provide you with some tips on how you can protect your wealth. Stay tuned. gentlemen, you are watching or listening to the weekly self-protectorate broadcast. I am the Burb, and this week I'm going to dive into some common sense when it comes to preparation for inflation. So I saw this article from the National Review this last week, uh, really just several days ago, titled, Senate Passes $3.5 Trillion Partisan Budget Plan, Clearing Way for Sweeping Government Expansion. Isn't that what we all want? Government expansion? Of course not, but there are some of you who think that government should shrink and be limited and restrained. Ha! <laughs> like that will ever happen. The word government literally means to rule with absolute authority. Uh, you'll have better, better luck trying to dim the sun than to restrain government. Uh, what I want is not a government, but a self-protectorate because a self-protectorate will not rob and plunder my wealth through immoral taxes and inflation like government always does and always will. Limited government always grows into absolute tyranny. But let's get back to the article. So this bill is still uh, working its way through Congress. It has been approved by the Senate and is now being debated in the House. It's already over 2,700 pages, and by the time all the different amendments are added to it, uh, it may be a thousand pages more and cost another $1.5 trillion, bringing the total price tag to the so-called infrastructure deal uh, to a whopping $5 trillion. Meanwhile, you have a dollar in your wallet or purse that is able to buy less and less every day. There is so much inflation going on, it, it doesn't even matter. Uh, the Democrats blame the Republicans and the Republicans blame the Democrats. Aside from a few good apples on the Republican side, uh, they are all communists, meaning that they all adhere to and believe in the economic system known as communism, not capitalism, communism. They want to redistribute your wealth. Maybe you've noticed over the past year gas prices creeping higher. Uh, maybe you've noticed food prices getting higher. Maybe you've noticed your utility bills and rent getting higher. Maybe you've even noticed your internet and phone bills getting higher. This is because businesses are charging more to keep up with their costs as the price of raw materials and labor grows. And it's growing fast. I mean, just look at the housing market now. Prices are through the roof. And the news wants to tell you that home values are going up because of investor firms like BlackRock or Vanguard uh, that are buying up all the inventory of available homes for sale. That may be part of it, but the part that the news is not telling you is because of all the direct currency injections over this past year into the currency supply through the, uh, the four or five stimulus programs that, and uh, oh, don't forget the unemployment benefits and housing assistance. Where do you think 
government gets all this money? Do you think they actually distribute these funds from tax revenue? There is no way that the U.S. government can operate at the level it is on solely the paltry tax revenue it generates. No. Uncle Sam funds most of the government and welfare programs through debt to the tune of about 98% of it. Um, it can do this thanks to its revolving debt credit card known as the Federal Reserve Bank. And let's not forget that uh, the U.S. Constitution, unfortunately, actually allows Congress to spend and borrow unlimited amounts of money. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is no law and no part of the U.S. Constitution that prohibits Congress from borrowing unlimited amounts of currency into existence and robbing our nation blind. Also remember, there is no balanced budget with Congress. In fact, now there practically is no budget. They just spend and spend with the only recourse of raising taxes on the poor and middle class. And by doing so, they place an impossibly heavy yoke on the American taxpayer to pay the debt. Congress is literally destroying families. The power to tax is the power to destroy. So is the power of money printing, which is what they do all day long now. Look, the inflation we are experiencing now is only going to get worse, and I mean much, much worse. There are just too many dollars chasing after too few goods and resources. Unless, of course, you are one of the ultra-rich that can look off-planet for resources, like, you know, buying a, a near-Earth asteroid to mine at a later time. I mean, most people aren't even aware of that. Did you know that there are near-Earth asteroids for sale? Why, for just millions of dollars, uh, you can stake your claim at a place on the moon or even name a planet. I mean, how can you even sell something that no one can actually physically stake a claim to and that's out of the reach of mankind is totally confusing to me. Uh, sounds like fraud and snake oil sales tactics to me, but I digress for now. Let's get back to the bigger issue at hand, the issue of massive inflation that will lead into runaway inflation and hyperinflation with the U.S. dollar. Look, folks, over the past 20 years, I've studied currency and monetary systems, uh, chiefly with the U.S. dollar. And all I can say right now about our current predicament in the U.S. government is that, well, guess what? I mean, the U.S. government was hijacked over a 20-year period about a century ago, from 1913 to 1933. That's how long it took, about 20 years. It was hijacked by the elitist robber-baron class of that time, and their families and companies continue to control the U.S. government today. It was done through the Federal Reserve, or the Federal Reserve Bank, or the Federal Reserve System. Uh, the U.S. government became insolvent in 1933, and Congress and the, the uh, president went through what was essentially an arbitrated bankruptcy proceeding with the Federal Reserve, which is a privately owned foreign corporation. And since 1933, the U.S. government has been in perpetual receivership to the Federal Reserve Bank, which is owned and controlled by the same global elites that control over 98% of the wealth on the planet. The same elitist cabal that is now plunging the entire world through their great reset. I mean, you don't have to take my word for it. You can read uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island, A Second Look at the Federal Reserve by G. Edward Griffin. And you can also read upon the Emergency Banking Relief Act of 1933. 
And by studying them and other related banking acts over the years, along with uh, like Bretton Woods and the uh, 1974 Employment Retirement Income Security Act, uh, you can find out for yourself exactly the predicament that we are in today. The problem, though, is that this kind of study takes an enormous amount of time, and frankly, there's just not enough time for everyone to do an in-depth study over the whole financial situation of the U.S. government like I have. Uh, things are moving too quickly now. All I can say is this, ladies and gentlemen. Start stocking up on durable goods. If you want to buy gold or silver, that's fine. Uh, just realize that in a societal collapse scenario, gold and silver may not be as helpful to you as you thought, and they may make you a target for criminals. Uh, the best advice I can give, if I'm allowed to give any advice at all, is to prepare with at least a year's supply of food for yourself and your family and stock up on durable goods. Durable goods are anything that people will need that will last a long time without the need for refrigeration or any special kind of storage. I mean, uh, just think of things you can trade with in a barter situation when society collapses. You know, things other than gold or silver or guns or ammunition. Uh, things that everyone needs but will not be able to readily find. Uh, batteries, lighters, matches, flashlights, kerosene or oil lamps, rope, lumber, hand tools, soap, toilet paper, water filters, pocket knives, hammers and nails, screws and screwdrivers, bolts, padlocks, solar chargers, solar ovens, uh, uh, propane, bicycles and bike baskets, uh, hard candy, books on gardening, uh, books on carpentry, you name it. Uh, these are just some of the things that you can easily trade during a societal collapse scenario. Also, if you can, start a vegetable garden and try to at least grow some of your own food. Uh, plant some fruit trees or some nut trees. It's called thrift living, and it hasn't gone out of fashion. In fact, it's very fashionable in every country where communism has decimated the economy, like what's happening here in the United States. Guess what's coming here soon? Actually, it's been here for a while, and it's growing like crazy. It's called communism. To my fellow patriots and conservatives, right now, history is at a crossroads. Our nation is now under constant assault by foreign and domestic communist forces using fourth-generation warfare in an effort to subvert the U.S. Constitution and overthrow the United States of America. We must rise to meet and vanquish the evil and corruption threatening our country. Our government has been infiltrated by communist forces and is being subverted and overthrown. We must take back our government and establish a self-protectorate to permanently stop the corruption that is tearing our country apart. Learn what a self-protectorate is and how we can use it to take our country back and establish a land of true peace and prosperity. Buy the book, Self-Protectorate, Blueprint for a Better World, on sale at Amazon.com and Gumroad.com. Let's support freedom and liberty for all. You know, I was reading an article yesterday from the 1970s written by a gentleman who was assigned to go to war-torn Europe following World War II, and uh, he recounted the devastation that people there were experiencing, where the loss of life due to starvation was immense. There were no grocery stores or markets, they had all been bombed out, totally destroyed. Uh, he said that while he was there to help with Europe's recovery efforts, he witnessed people living in urban areas get on trains and trucks in the mornings. Uh, they were carrying trinkets, books, clothing, uh, even pieces of furniture. 
and he saw all these people take their goods and pile into these trucks and trains and would be out all day only to return in the evenings with some vegetables and chickens that they had bartered for in the countryside at local or, I guess, in, in not-so-local farms. Keep that in mind. Everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs clean water. I mean, you can buy gold or silver if you want. You can buy Bitcoin and bonds if you want. Uh, but when it comes down to a societal collapse scenario, food is the most valuable commodity. You can't eat gold or silver. And you can't trade Bitcoin when there's no electricity. So get ready because you never know what's around the corner that might disrupt or destroy society. Uh, if you're concerned about the debt situation, you have every right to be. Uh, the more debt the U.S. government gets into, uh, the more purchasing power your dollars lose. Just look at Zimbabwe or the Weimar Republic as extreme examples of uh, government mismanagement of debt. The same thing is now happening in the U.S. If you don't want your savings to lose purchasing power, then the best bet at this point is to take your dollars and invest them into time-tested physical, physical commodities and durable goods that people will want and need. It's a sad state of affairs, ladies and gentlemen, but it's true. Uncle Sam is robbing you. All governments, including the U.S., are in a race to the bottom to destroy their currencies by, by inflating them away. You know, <laughs> I, rem I remember uh, when gas, you know, a gallon of gas only cost 55 cents a gallon. And that was just 20 years ago. Now, in some places, gas is over $6 a gallon. That's over a 10 times loss in purchasing power in just 20 years. And the inflation is only accelerating. Inflation is the invisible tax on the masses. It affects everyone, and it hits the poor and middle class of society the hardest. So the state can only operate through revenue, and it claims those revenues in five ways. Uh, taxes, debt, fines, fees, and tariffs. So let's start with taxes. Generally speaking, there are only two kinds of taxes. Direct taxes and indirect taxes. A direct tax is where the government takes a portion of money from you based directly on some valuation such as your time and labor, also known as earned income, or your property and investments. We all should be familiar with property taxes because we all pay them. Uh, even if you rent part of your uh, rent goes to pay for the property tax on the property you're leasing. If there was no property tax, your rent would probably be lower. Anyway, uh, these kinds of taxes are called direct taxes. And uh, the U.S. Supreme Court back in, oh, 1895... Uh, ruled that direct taxes are, in fact, unconstitutional. So, this brings us to the only constitutional form of taxation, uh, the indirect tax, such as all sales taxes. Indirect taxes are usually imposed on a manufacturer, a supplier, or retail outlet, who then passes the tax on to the consumer by uh, collecting it along with the sale of goods or services. Indirect taxes are considered constitutional because they provide the individual with the choice to actually pay the tax or not uh, by opting to buy a product or service or not buy a product or service or to see if they can at least get uh, the product or service for a lower amount. They can negotiate on the amount. So thereby they can also negotiate on the tax. 
So fines for broken laws, uh, fees for some basic state services like filing fees for court paperwork and tariffs on goods coming to the country, uh, these are all constitutional avenues for the U.S. government to obtain revenue and are, for the most part, just and moral ways for a state to generate revenue and to operate the affairs of the state. Debt, however, debt, debt is what has bound our country and all of Western society with shackles that it cannot possibly escape. I keep going back to usdebtclock.org. And it's up on the screen if you're watching this. Uh, the U.S. government is the most indebted nation on the planet in the history of the entire world. That should surprise, well, I mean, it shouldn't surprise you if you live in the United States. But it's surprising overall. And when you look through history and study what eventually happened to those countries and empires that were so heavily indebted, and you see that they all at once came crashing down and were destroyed... Then you can see the destiny of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. Our country is caught in a perpetual debt cycle for two reasons. Reason number one is the Federal Reserve Bank. Central banks are only interested in creating and controlling the currency supply and charging interest, which means there will inevitably be economic collapses caused by inflation, leading to massive runaway inflation, even hyperinflation, and then eventually total societal collapse. So yes, the Federal Reserve System is bad. It's killing the nation as it was designed to do, as it was intended to do so from the beginning, unfortunately. But the biggest reason why there is so much debt in the, in the U.S. and why the U.S. government is the most indebted government in the history of mankind is due to the fact that the U.S. Constitution allows it. This, in my opinion, is one of the largest failings of the U.S. Constitution, that it allows Congress to borrow unlimited amounts of money. Look, folks, uh, things have gotten so bad right now that there is literally no way, no way the public is ever going to pay off the amount of government debt the U.S. government has racked up over the past century. Even if every taxpayer were taxed 100% of their income for the next three generations, it would still not be enough to pay off this gigantic debt that has continually rolled over year over year and grown to literally astronomical proportions. How are they going to unwind this debt? There's no way to do it. I'm going to you, uh, refer back now to, and I already have it up on the screen here, uh, to usdebtclock.org. And I'm going to show and tell you what the current debt is over here. So over here we have the US national debt. Um, 28 trillion 650 billion 697 million and counting dollars is the total U.S. national debt. And so far this year, the U.S. government has spent almost seven trillion dollars. Are you kidding me? Wow, that is absolutely stunning. I mean, that number is so big. That number is the $28 trillion, okay, that number is so big that if you were to organize that amount of money in $1 bills, placing one directly on top of the other to create a stack, the stack of dollar bills would be so big and so tall that it would reach from the surface of the earth to the surface of the moon six and a half times. It is literally astronomical.
and that's just from the official year-over-year -year debt that has accrued. Uh, look at the unfunded liabilities down here. Unfunded? What do you mean, unfunded liabilities? Yes, the U.S. government operates a debt black hole in order to fund Social Security, Medicare, uh, the VA, and all other uh, debt-funded projects. Taken as a whole, the real U.S. government debt is approximately $183 trillion. So U.S. unfunded liabilities is $154 or $155 trillion. Uh, the U.S. national debt is about uh, is 28, approaching 29 trillion. Add all that together, you get about 183 trillion dollars. 183 trillion dollars! Wow, ladies and gentlemen, this perpetual debt cycle, this ride, cannot last forever. Eventually, the music will stop and the carousel will burn down to the ground. Um, but that was the plan by the elitists all along. Eventually this infrastructure bill and all the other stimuluses and the extra fiat currency, it will all dole out, will drive the US government to insolvency and the American people to third world status. But that's what the that's what the communists want and that's what the global financial elitists want. So they can usher in the mark of the beast biometric digital currency systems they have been beta testing for such a long period of time now. And that includes all the cryptocurrency too, by the way. Cryptocurrency has been part of the beta test all along. So what do we do about this, ladies and gentlemen? What can patriots do? What do we do to stop the loss of our liberties and to stop enormous inflation leading to hyperinflation from happening in our own country and destroying our way of life? The answer, as you may know, is simple, but it takes a lot of effort the answer is to establish a self-protectorate. The answer is to transition the U.S. government into the U.S. self-protectorate by using an Article 5 Convention of States. The great thing about a self-protectorate is that it cannot be structured so that it relies on debt of any kind to fund its operations. Uh, the charter or constitution of a self-protectorate stops the state from imposing any kind of direct taxes on the people. A self-protectorate is funded by indirect taxes, such as sales taxes, uh, fines, fees, and tariffs, and that's it. There's no debt. Also, there is no central bank in a self-protectorate because of the unique dual currency system that it establishes. So, when I say that self-protectorate is designed to stop the globalists in their tracks, I mean it. This state system is simple, yet incredibly effective at stopping corruption, but more importantly, at stopping the Great Reset. We need self-protectorate, ladies and gentlemen. That's all there is to it. If you want to learn more, and I sincerely hope you do, uh, then head over to betheburb.com, where you can find more resources and material about self-protectorate. Um, but right now, the best thing that you can do to learn about self-protectorate is to, uh, to buy the book. And the book I'm referring to, of course, is Self-Protectorate Blueprint for a Better World. So start stocking up on essentials and uh, learn to love yourself and your neighbor. Take care of your family for the future by getting ready for what's coming down the line. 
You need food storage. You need durable goods. But most important of all, you need God in your life. We all do. Well, that's all I have time for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back next week with another broadcast. Hopefully, uh, the situations in Afghanistan and Haiti will have improved by then. And hopefully, all you Westerners will repent. I mean, good grief. When people stop listening to God and stop obeying the commandments, fires and tempests and earthquakes and wars happen. I mean, I'm a very religious person, but I, I generally shy away from waxing religious in public. All I can say is that uh, with the fires out west, with the wars and rumors of wars happening, and with all the tempests and earthquakes happening in diverse places, all of us need to do some serious soul-searching and repent before it's too late. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, keep promoting righteous change. Right now, people just like you are clamoring for more freedom and more stability in an increasingly unstable world. On one hand, I hear people complain about the soaring crime rates. On the other hand, I hear people disgusted with police brutality. Well, I'm here to say that whether you think that criminals are the problem, or whether you think that the police are the problem, the real problem is government that has caused the crime and the police brutality. Government is the main source of society's problems. Let me say it again. Government is the main source of society's problems. If you've ever heard the expression that the fish rots from the head down, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's corruption. Government is designed, intentionally designed to be corrupt, to corrupt the state, to corrupt society, and the lives of the people. This is done by changeable law. If the law can be changed, it is corruptible. What that means is that government employs a system of corrupt law. Think about it. When society's laws are corrupted, the people become corrupted. Doctors, nurses, teachers, foremen, artists, engineers, mechanics, police, firefighters, day laborers, lawyers, clergy, and more. Corrupt laws affect all facets of society. Government changes laws, and it is the sole reason for systemic corruption within society. If you're like me, and you want to live in a society that is free of corruption, then you want a self-protectorate. If you haven't heard about this before, then listen to this new idea. There is an alternative to government, and it is self-protectorate. A self-protectorate is like a government, but the key difference is that a self-protectorate does not allow for the law to be changed. In a self-protectorate, the law is immutable, unchangeable, unalterable, unamendable. It is a system of permanent law, and it is the only way to achieve a society that is not rife with corruption. I am The Verb. Visit BeTheVerb.com and take action now. Learn about self-protectorate. Tell your family, tell your friends. Let's put a stop to corruption together.